The Husbot. Bibi's Secret Journal, August 16th. Dear Journal, This motherfucker is killing me. Fresh out of the shower. He's so close I can smell the Irish spring on his skin. His hair's all damp and sexy and his beard scruff is at that perfect length. Just long enough to be soft to the touch, but not so long that it hides his perfect, chiseled features. And the way his undershirt clings to his biceps and stretches across the hard planes of his chest? I could look at him all night. Actually, I have been. Through the corner of my eye. But that's not enough. I want to touch him. In the half hour since he plopped down next to me and flipped on the Braves game, I've thought of a thousand and one ways to reach over and caress this man. I could lace my fingers through his or run my knuckles along his rough square jaw. Maybe I could be playful and walk my mint green nails up his sculpted abs. Then, once I have his attention, I could straddle his damp, clean, hard body, and thrust those same fingertips into his wet hair. But I don't do shit, because I know all it will get me is a sideways glance and a shift in the opposite direction. My husband is a rock. Not as in, he's so strong and supportive, I don't know what I'd do without him, but more like, he's so fucking cold, I wonder if he still has a pulse. Ken has never even held my hand, journal. Not on purpose, anyway. He has had his hand held by me, while unconscious. But whenever I've tried that move during waking hours, Ken has politely endured the discomfort of human contact for, oh, say, five and a half seconds before smoothly removing his soft, limp flesh from my grasp. Sex is pretty much the same story. Ever the gentleman, Ken will lie on his back and allow me to have my way with him while he quietly engages in minimal and obligatory petting. Even when I tried to be fun and reenact the ice cream scene from Fifty Shades Darker. In his defense, I do have to play the part of Christian because Ken obviously doesn't know his lines. And I admit the white noise of a baby monitor isn't exactly Al Green. And for some reason, we never seem to have vanilla ice cream, like in the book. We only have Cherry Garcia, which is pretty awkward to lick off, what with all the chewing required. But still, a little participation would be appreciated. Regardless of the level of theatrics involved, afterward, I always kiss and cuddle Ken's lean, beautiful body, trying to squeeze a single degree of warmth from the man-shaped boulder that is my husband. After a while, I can almost hear him counting to himself. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Before he taps me on the ass. My cue to get the fuck off of him. At least that's how it seems. Ken's problem isn't his coldness, his complete lack of need, want, or capacity for intimacy. Those attributes actually keep our marriage quite stable and drama-free. That, and the fact that the man never does anything wrong. Kenneth Easton is a lawn-mowing, bill-paying, law-abiding, defensive-driving, trash-toting husbot. A cyborg built specifically to withstand 70 to 80 years of gale-force matrimony. 
I've never caught him looking at another woman. Hell, I've never even caught him in a lie. No, the problem with Ken is that he's married to me. Before meeting Ken, journal, I'd been contorted into at least 73% of the positions in the Kama Sutra. I'd shaved most of my head and had all my lady bits pierced before I was old enough to see an R-rated movie. I spent my free time being handcuffed to things by boys with more combined tattoos than a Guns N' Roses reunion concert. Ken simply can't compete. So why, you might be wondering, did a slutty little punk like me go and marry someone so straight-laced? It was because of them. Because of the way my adrenaline spikes and my pupils dilate in a fight-or-flight-or-fuck response every time I smell the sickly sweet musk of Calvin Klein's obsession for men. Because of the way a pierced bottom lip makes me want to take up smoking again. Because of the way a full sleeve of tattoos makes me want to hitch a ride on a tour bus and leave everything I worked so hard to achieve in a gutter at the side of the road. Because my nerves were fucking shot by the time I met Ken, my heart was riding in on fumes, and the stability and security and sanity he offered was a soothing balm to my spent, scorched soul.'